On part two of this special edition of the Mendoza Line, we catch you up on all the UNC sports news of the past month, including baseball's early exit from the NCAA tournament and good news on both the basketball and football recruiting fronts. We also figure out how we're going to handle the impending dead period in sports and try to figure out if Michael Phelps can outswim a great white shark. All that and much, much more coming up on part two of the summer edition of the Mendoza Line. Let's go. Sounds like something that would be in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That's the, I think that's what the title track is called. I think it might be called Pulp Fiction. Oh. Well, John doesn't actually know what that's from. No, I know Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I watch some stuff. television you don't and know movies. Stuff. I know some stuff. <laughs> Welcome to part two of this edition of the Mendoza Line Summer Special. John Thomas here with Jonah Lossie and Nathan Bernstein. Back after a month off. Go back and listen to part one where we managed to give you an update on our lives over the past month and then spend about 45 minutes talking about the NBA draft, the upcoming NBA draft. So well, I'm excited about that. that. Me arguing with Nathan. So That's how this podcast is going to be. That's the good if you're part. Gonna tu- if you're going to tune in next semester or next year, in fact, John's not going to be around. It's going to be me and Nathan arguing a lot. It's going to be great. This is nice to be back in the studio. One of the only times I'll be able to do this for a while. So, uh, yeah, exciting to be back with the Mendoza Line folks. But as we mentioned in the intro, UNC Sports Update. We haven't been able to do this for a while. Obviously, one of the big storylines. John's fault. Explain. Yeah, well, you were here watching and supporting your team, and you had to run off to California while our team lost to Davidson twice. Yeah, that is You're the reason J.B. Bukowskis fell out of the top ten. <laughs> That's a lot you to hear carry that, on JB? my shoulders. We were almost got you in got you in for an interview. Instead, John Thomas ruined it. I think career. you underestimate our impact, I, I Jonah. Don't, no, just Though Nathan did win us a national championship I, by picking against Carolina. Whether, yeah, whether I believe <laughs> we have a lot of power, I am a strong believer of bad juju, and you are bad juju. Well, I'm sorry to report that I'm bad juju, but the UNC baseball team losing out to Davidson in the very own regional that it hosted. <laughs> Jonah, Jonah with a disgusted look on his face. I think we all have that. It they shouldn't a, have played. They the only have played consolation is that, they, that my only consolation is that they would have gotten bounced by Florida State or Oregon State anyway. Yeah, probably. So it's not. It wasn't. They weren't the. Te- they weren't the favorites. It wasn't a one seed upset. It was like a three seed upset. Yeah. I mean, the team was very very good and had a really great year. But that's the thing is this that, is just my rationalization. I'm still very upset. I mean, uh, <laughs> the 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 thing about the NCAA tournament in baseball is that it is so hard to win because you have to win. You have to have pitching depth. You have baseball games in general. It's hard to play a double elimination baseball tournament and win just because of pitching depth, because baseball is a weird sport and you can easily lose two games in a row the way Carolina did, even if it is to an inferior opponent. So it was frustrating, though, to watch. And, I mean, you have to think, I take this from the standpoint of Mike Fox's job that he had seemed to get, people were saying that he seemed to be on the hot seat a little bit after missing the NCAA tournament the past two years. Granted, he's been at Carolina a long time and has built this program into something pretty uh, pretty impressive. But now with the team having had such a good year, it seemed that Fox might be off the hot seat. Now with the early round exit to Davidson, not that he's back on the hot seat, but the seat didn't get any cooler. Oh, he's fine. He's got a great but recruiting class coming in. There, he's, well, that's, he's that's not been said for the past four years. It's it's much more true this year, and well, it's more about the freshmen this year than the freshmen coming in. If that makes sense, that's true. Last, the, year, the last freshmen, year's freshman. I mean, I mean, look, you look ahead to next Buka. year. You lose Bukowskis. You lose Warmoth. You lose Miller. Possible that you lose a couple of other players. I mean, you Pete. lose Adam Pate. Not that he kind of lost his starting didn't, job. Didn't have a great year. Um, My pick for a breakup player of the year. Whoops, yeah, we we occasionally miss on those. Speaking of that, I did not make a pick for the U.S. Open just because I whiffed so badly. You don't say <laughs> Sergio Garcia will never win another you major. You don't get to you don't get to have any any more golf picks. Wasn't it some guy who didn't even like golf? The guy who won Brooks Kepka. Yeah, no one actually likes golf. No, that's yeah, I, that's what he said. I'd rather be a baseball player. He did at one point. Yes. No, Brooks kept who going the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I don't care about the MLB, but I'd much rather be in the MLB than be on the PGA Tour. I mean, no. 
MLB is actually, you know, a sport. Yeah. Anyway. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That hurts. And Pebble Beach over there. By the way, can, like, why did why did the draft have to just fall the way it did? The MLB draft just was, just had the card stacked against me personally. It was a oh, personal yeah. affront to me. Yeah. It was about me. And it was against me. You know, well, you know who it was on. Explain yourself. Well, so JB, really, the only players I cared that much about are the UNC players because I don't, as crazy of a sports fan as I am, other than the top three guys in in college baseball, I don't know the high school players. I don't know the majority of baseball well, you players. You know one high school player. Old I McKenzie do. Gore, baby. Okay, Number three yeah. overall. I actually didn't. I mean, I knew representing basically my hometown at this point. The only so thing I knew about him was that he was supposed Carolina. to be a high pick. But I knew the Louisville guy, Brendan McKay. Much, yeah, yeah. I think who who got him? Whatever. No, who, it doesn't matter. Exactly. The Rays. Yeah, we'll wait for like three years and then it'll matter. But JB Bukowskis goes to Houston, which is the team just dominating the Mariners right now, dominating everybody. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is a personal attack on yeah. you. Yeah, which is which this. I'm upset about because I want to root for him, and if he ends up playing for Houston, I kind of have to hold back a little bit. I'll still root for his personal success, but I don't want to see him beat us or help them make the playoffs. And then next up, Logan Warmoth, who would have been a great fit for the Mariners. I'm happy with who they got, Evan White out of Kentucky. Great fit. Logan Warmoth would have been an, also a very good fit. He goes to the Blue Jays, who are just annoying. I don't think anyone likes the Blue Jays anymore. Like am Toronto. I am I, I wrong? Like, I like they were kind of cool at first with Encarnacion and Batista and Marcus Stroman was coming out. And now Batista won't shut up. They keep getting in fights with Texas, who I hate even more. But Blue Jays are still kind of the aggressor in that situation. They're just such an unlikable the team. The Blue Jays and the Braves had a little spat. Yeah, the Blue, Jays are the, the, on, the Blue Jays are the only team that can manage to get in like a brawl and start beating players in an interleague series. Two teams that have nothing to do with each other. It's true. The Blue Jays and the Braves didn't get in a bit of a spat. I am kind of indifferent toward the Blue Jays. I am. I am getting tired of them, though. I mean, you're yeah. you're, you're not wrong. They just kind of they just kind of annoy people, and they're not even that good anymore. And well, finally, who did Brian Miller go to? Tampa. I don't know. He went to Miami. Miami. Okay, that's fine. Miami. That's good. Nathan approves that's of fun. one of the He's selections the saving in the grace of the draft. first round. That's good to know. But yes, so you have Bukowskis, Warmoth, and Miller all certainly gone because they went first round or the compensatory first round picks where Miller went 36th overall, I believe. So those guys are all certainly gone. Uh, but other than that, you're returning a heck of a lot from this team, a team that has an All-American closer in Josh Hyatt, Luca Delatri, who had a fantastic year as a number two starter, Ashton McGee, who was fantastic. So many other players. Kyle Datris. Jason Morgan. Jason Morgan as well. <laughs> uh, Brandon Ilias, we'll throw him in there just for your Northwestern. <laughs> Mr. Puyallup. Yeah, just for your Northwestern sensibilities. But, yes, I mean, this is a team that's got a lot coming back, a lot more than probably most teams. So you would expect this team to oh, have yeah. another very good year and more experience because this will be a team that not only was hungry to make the NCAA tournament, but will be hungry to avenge They'll be uh, what yeah, happened in the NCAA They'll be just fine. They might be as good. They could even be better than they were this year. The only downside is you had a year where you were good enough and you didn't take advantage of it. No, it and was, it, and it, it hurts. Was, it, it hurts. I mean, it really does. It It's disappointing. It's a wasted opportunity. That's it all it is. I mean, that really is what it comes down yeah, the to. The team is fine. And Bright also future. the fact that Texas A&M was waiting in the next round as a three seed. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the chances, weak chances are the team would have gone to the College World Series. And that's something as, you know, just for those guys, you hate that they missed out on it. And the fact is you just you lost two games. Now, there's nothing excusing losing to Davidson for those two games because you are superior, but it is baseball and those things do happen. Yep. So it's that's it, it to, is, to it, quote Lloyd McClendon, the great manager of many teams. That's baseball. That's baseball. That's right. Other sports, though, for UNC, lots of good recruiting news. The whole Cameron Johnson situation. I'm sure if you're a UNC fan, you followed that regarding UNC basketball, the transfer from Pitt. Pitt is he was, a cam? Was, is he a cam or a Cameron? That's a good question. I, think, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Honestly, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see when uh, you wanted to be a Cameron, don't you? I don't know. I like Cam. Cam's a good name. I mean, they're both fine. I just want to know. I know, I know you're a Nathan guy. You approve of people who stretch out Nathan and don't keep it Nate. No, I, I go my Nate sometimes. It's Nathaniel I am against. 
Oh, you're against Nathaniel. Yes. Okay. Which is not my name. I just need to put that out there as whenever I have the opportunity. My name is also not Jonathan. That's something people will ask me. See? So you understand. I understand. I get that. Uh, but yes, Cameron Johnson, the transfer from Pitt. Pitt was blocking the transfer to a team on their schedule. It brought a lot of media attention to Pitt, a lot of negative media attention because a lot of people said he's graduated, he's served his time. You know you're on time. the wrong side of thing when Jay Billis is shouting you out on Twitter saying you're stupid. Jay Billis <coughs> really railed on this. Yeah. Like, Jay Billis took a huge stance on this. And he when he's Duke about that quarterback transfer too, right? When he takes a stance yeah. on these kind of things, a lot of people listen. Billis has a lot of influence. So Cameron Johnson will be at UNC. He's an experienced guy. He's a sh- good outside shooter. He's got some size. Not to mention he will is, be beneficial. He's not a normal grad transfer in the idea. He has two years of eligibility. I mean, that's pretty dang good, especially considering he's shooting over 40% for three. What, Something we haven't seen at UNC since, uh, what, Justin Knox? Something like that. From even Alabama? He, yeah, and even then, like, you know, Cameron Johnson's going to get legitimate minutes and... You know, the, the the thing with Cam Johnson is the fact that he can shoot. I mean, I was Let's say, get a small lineup out there featuring Cam Johnson he at can the pro- four. I, honestly, I think even he's for shorts, more, he's, for shorts birds, I think sure. he's more of a three with Theo being the four. Just to do Theo's strength. Cam Johnson's 6'8", but he's wiry. He's not, like, he's not... Maybe on defense. On offense, yeah. Cam's the Yeah, he, he can play the four, but even, yeah. So, um... But uh, he, sh- he shot over 40% at Pitt, which means he's going to shoot around 30% at UNC. Just because the Dean Dome is, I don't know, it's where shooters go to die, apparently. Don't know why, but no one can shoot in the Dean Dome except for the other team. Well, so, so. here's here's what I like about this addition and, and the team fit is he's a, what, a six seven six eight wing. He plays small forward. He can play shooting guard if you need him to. He can play power forward if you really need him he's to. More, he's he can, actually a true two, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, so so he's so he's a wing. Yeah. He's really tall for a wing. He's a good defender. He's a good shooter. That sounds like someone I know pretty well, Justin Jackson. And obviously he's not as good as Justin Jackson, but he does fill a hole in that rotation. And that combined with Kenny Williams... And some other wing players that are all going to progress. It, I think it'll be a pretty seamless transition. My only warning to UNC fans who are out there saying Cam Johnson is going to fill in great for Justin Jackson. That's true in terms of size and whatever he brings with that. The only thing Cam Johnson is nowhere close to is Justin Jackson's scoring versatility. Oh, he's not going to be a finisher in the paint like Justin. He's not going to be making floaters. He won't have that mid-range game. He can't handle the ball that well. There's definitely a, a downgrade, but he is an amazing. Yeah, just in terms of player and the fact prototype. that you're getting the fact that you're getting someone who is developed, he's adjusted to the college game. This is not a recruit. This is a player who has played at the college level in the ACC he's and has had success. He's going to come in and be able to us. fit. Yeah, he's going to yeah, be able to come in and fit on us or pretty quickly. And not to mention, he, I mean, he's a smart guy. He graduated in three years. He knows what he's doing. And yeah, no, I respect him as a player, and it was a big pickup for him. And like I mentioned, having him for two years is a big plus. Because sometimes these grad transfers come in, they don't really fill the, they don't feel it out until the, towards the end of the year, and then that one year's up and they're done. But considering we have them for two years, it's almost like getting like you know a four star level recruit or say say or someone, someone like a JUCO type yeah, recruit. Yeah, yeah no, that, it, it really it's, 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 a, really it's, it's good, a great situation. Other stuff to talk about with UNC basketball, some namesakes. Yeah, the uh, the the, the walk ons of some lore. legacy links, shall oh, we wa- say? Walker Miller, the younger brother of old Wes Miller. Who didn't Wes Miller walk on as well, and then he became a star? He became a starter at one point, I believe, starting shooting guard. Wes Miller, good enough he, that he, we know who he is. Wes Miller, exactly. the coach at U- know who he is. the coach at uh, UNC Greensboro at the moment. His younger brother is just walk is uh, walking on. He, I think he's just starting summer courses next week. Uh, he's going to be a freshman. He's walking on, and then KJ Smith. The son of Kenny Smith, Kenny the Jet, the true Jet. Does KJ stand for Kenny Jet? I, th- I hope so. I really <laughs> hope. I really think that's what some people would say, baby Kenny Jr. Kenny the Jet is actually his first name. I they thought Jason Terry team. was the Jet. No, they call him the Jet. Well, because his his middle name is Eugene, so his initials actually are J-E-T. Uh, yeah, and, and Kenny Smith has been around for 30 okay, years. Well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you're not besides. winning that argument, Jeff. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah, not. not. That's fair. That, and they had a shoot-off. They had a shoot-off on TNT for the real J, and <laughs> Kenny Smith won. Oh, well, that so settles th- it. That settles it for sure. So, anywho... But yeah, uh, those are those are some fun walk-ons, the namesakes, the legacies, and hey, those are and some. And Shea Rush. Yeah, Shea Rush, Brandon Rush's cousin, brother, uh, brother, I brother, think. I think. Yeah, and so you got a lot of. Did big, he play for Roy Williams? 
at Kansas? No, I didn't wait. Maybe. maybe. I don't think so. He's like 30. So. That's like the right age. Maybe a little too he, late. I no, think he's a little too late. No. Gore Williams was like 2003. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think he ran a rush that, that old. But, um, yeah, so those are some fun names, some legacies on the bench now. And, hey, those are some players that can play a couple of years and maybe get some solid minutes by their junior season or so. I mean, uh, K.J. Smith has said shooting is my strong suit. And he's he, a transfer, though, right? He's yeah, well, he only played one year. So he's sitting out this year and will have three years of eligibility after this year. Yeah, transferring in from yeah. Pepperdine. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Pacific. You're I right. It was Pacific. It was Pacific. Yeah, and one of Walker, those Walker, weird West Walker Coast Miller. schools. I think that's where Pete Carroll played safety. And then uh, one person. <laughs> weird I, thing to know. And one thing in UNC recruiting I would like to highlight, I wrote it down, it's Kobe White. Kobe White's the local kid who kind of, he's been jumping and jumping up into the ranks. I think he's up to 30th in the ESPN polls now. Someone who is teetering in that 100 range, kind of like the Tony Bradley ass kind of jump. The guy who started as a three star became a four star, might end up even as a five star <coughs> by the end of his college, uh, by the end of his high school career. And he's a local kid who has became the North Carolina State Player of the Year last year. He's a 2018 commit that is really going to be interesting to see, especially if someone like Seventh Woods is still around. Maybe if Jaleek Felton hangs around uh, this year, the people for- keep forgetting Jaleek Felton's coming this year. That's a big plus. So it's Jaleek, not Jaleek. Uh, I'm no, it's Jaleek. Yeah, it's Jaleek Felton. I don't know. I mean, Jaleek's, Jaleek's not a name. <laughs> oh, and Jaleek is okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I've heard, I know uh, several Jaleeks. Anywho. Wait, for real? Yes. Jaleek Felton is coming in. And then uh, Leaky Get Black. Get cultured, Nathan. Leaky Black is a 2018 guy. And you got some of these names floating around. I'm not, That's well, a name. You don't want to get anyone coming in. But, you know, the uh, the Romeo. Uh, what is his name? Romeo Foster. What's his name? I can't Langford. Yeah, I don't Romeo follow Langford. middle schoolers. Lo- Romeo Langford. Um, uh, you don't follow LiAngelo? <laughs> that's <laughs> he's a, he's an exception. college. Lange, yeah, Leangelo is the one. He's coming in UCLA next. Wait, year. who's the youngest Lamello. one? Lamello. Lamello. He's and not then, as good though, right? And then he's uh, the ninety-two Lamello. point. He's the cherry ninety-two point cherry picker. L- Lamello <laughs> said he. People were saying Lamello could end up being. The oh, best he's one the best. Leangelo is the one that's a step below. You never know. Okay. You never know. Anywho, but yeah, and then the the front cover of Slam Magazine himself, Zion Williamson. If we can convince him to go here, John will have to enroll in grad Has school. Has he not just decided? I here. thought he was going to Kentucky. He's a 2018 kid. So, oh. no. so he's going to Kentucky. Yeah. Mm, oh, I could see him going to Kentucky. Duke, I, he's another one that's got to go it's anything but Duke. It's like the same thing as so Kevin Knox. I don't care Kentucky. as long as it's not Duke. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying uh, it's a name to watch. Zion Williamson is the most exciting player in the country that includes college players, probably because Zion. If it's you've up watched there. I mean, his, I mean you, he's he's as popular on YouTube as anyone. He could have won the NBA dunk contest this year. I'm not even kidding. As a 16 no, year old, you're right. He would have won that NBA dunk contest. So just names to watch out there. But yeah, some interesting developments in basketball. But the bigger recruiting comes in football because the UNC football has been landing big time recruit after big time recruit. UNC, they just had the Fedora Freak Show event this week. Your favorite name to say. <laughs> I mean, I can tell. I can see the the gleam in your eyes when you say Larry Fedora. I mean, even it just John's smiling ear to ear right now. He loves Larry Fedora. But anywho, yeah, the Freak Show brought in. You got in Mac Hollins. Coming I don't. Back okay, in. I don't look. <laughs> look, look, I I look. don't hate Larry. Um. Do you have the audio from the from the Stanford game? Look, Larry. Look, we'll just put that in later. Look, Larry. I don't hate Larry. You know what I think. Look, I don't hate Larry. Here's the thing. I just hate what he does. Larry has done. Larry has done good things for this program. He has done some good things for this program. I just don't I, think. I see you holding back a smile. There's no way that this program will ever go from the level it is currently at, which is teetering on top 25 good, to any kind of consistent top 25. I'm not even talking about an elite level, because I don't think Carolina football is destined to be at an elite level. I think you had to ax his first three or four years here. They were so tumultuous. You don't can't blame him for anything yeah, no, that happened. So I feel like it's almost he's almost like in his third year now. I just don't now. think the system will ever. Yeah, we've had work, and we've had, had this conversation this before. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in John's camp of he's a good coach, not a great coach. He will he 
He'll have a good nine-win program, but he'll never take well, you to the next level. I think that's generous. Well, I, I think it's more like a seven-win program because I've just been a Carolina football fan too long. Oh, you, we won 11 games in a row two years ago. Anyway, right? anyway. The schedule sucked. I'm not. That's I'm an just outlier. saying, that's you know. Outlier. That's fair. I kind of wish we went for P.J. Fleck. I like P.J. Fleck. Yeah, we, I wanted us to just go for I'm, it. John, Give him a bunch of money. John, yeah, John I'm sorry we couldn't sign Urban Meyer. But I mean, it's not—it's not our fault. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, he's fine for now. If some superstar comes out of a mid-major school like PJ Fleck, then grab him. But yeah, well, that and also the fact that he—I mean, granted, coaching contracts don't mean that much. But the fact that he has a seven-year contract based on an 11-win season over teams that were eh—that also bugs me. Anywho, moving moving forward because he but is. But that's the coach. all the Larry yeah. Fedora he discussion is, we're going to have for he today. He is the coach, and I think games I'm against give him a NC chance. State and Duke, notwithstanding. I'm just saying I'm going to give him a chance. I'm not happy with a lot of his performance last year. However, this year is going to be forward, interesting. But yeah, this year could be very rough. We'll see how it all works out. However, could be is a understatement. However, looking at this freak show, people are worried even more about Larry Fedora because going leading into this freak show, we had three commits from the 2018 class. Which is a little three sketchy. Good commits. Three solid commits. Not, not bad. But then you come to the three right? show. All four stars? I think one or two of them was a three star. However, it depends on what who you look at for a three star, four star. I mean, there were some good recruits and. Yeah. No, no, that, what's the difference between a three, four, three, four star very, in football? Who it knows? Can be, yeah, not all the time, but it can be pretty big. Okay, what, yeah. I mean, most of half of the top receivers are four stars. But, I mean, anywho, what I'm saying is when you look at this and you come in and you pour, I think they pulled four commits at the event itself, and I think they've pulled three commits in the days following, including two quarterbacks in the 2018. You can say Chas is going to develop, Logan Burns is going to develop. doesn't matter. You need quarterback depth. That's where the competition comes. That's where Mitch Trubisky's come in. And these players that develop over time, they can pull two good quarterback commits. They're filling up that defensive backfield that has been abysmal at times. So here's what the class currently looks like right now. You've got Avery Jones, the offensive tackle from North Carolina. He's a four-star. Again, depending on where you're looking, I'm looking at Tar Heel Times right now. Uh, Deami Brown, he was the guy we already knew about. Receiver, this is an athlete, played a lot of receiver in high school. Peyton Wilson out of Orange High School, we knew a lot about him. Linebacker. Oh, that's the Clark Kent-looking guy. Yes. Yes, it is. And then the one, though, the quarterback you're talking about, Jonah, Tyler Shaw. Show? Shaw? How do you spell it? S-H-O-U-G-H. Show? Like, Shoff. Shoff? I wish it's Show. I don't know. That would be great if it was Show. That would be amazing. But he's out of Arizona, too. An Arizona guy. So that's interesting because normally North Carolina is pretty much covering the state and not a ton else. So that's encouraging. And also DeAndre Hollins, the corner out of Florida, some other guys. But those were the two names I heard the most of. Tyler Shaw, Show, Shoff. Shoff. And DeAndre Holland. And then Jace the Ruder came in of. a couple days after the other quarterback commit. Usually, generally ranked underneath Tyler Show Shaw, whatever his I'm name is. I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that looks like a Shaw to me. But we'll figure it out. We're very, we're very. Ask Alexa, here. Nathan. Yeah. No. Uh, Alexa, but, Alexa wouldn't know. Come on. I mean, yeah. things useless. Anywho, however, that was the, a discussion we we're having before the show. For for my optimists out there. Which, Nathan, John, you are not. However... How dare you say that? Uh, come on, John. When is the last time you thought we were going to get a good recruit at anything? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> for our optimists out there, for our optimist UNC fans, the name you want to learn over Zemir the next month... Shao. Shao, interesting. Zamir White is... <coughs> The be- could very well be the best recruit to roll through North Carolina. Build that fence, baby. Long time. Build that fence around the state. And there make is- South Carolina pay for it. And but I'm just saying there is no. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But there is no. There, there's no way. Yeah. Zamir White. I don't think he's. I still don't think he's coming. I don't see how you don't go to Georgia if you're that good. He's the number one running back in the entire country. Five five star recruit by most people's standards. Four by some. He, coming out of Larnberg, he's incredible, and he's a perfect size running back, and his talents will be wasted here. No. (laughs) (laughs) He's such an incredible talent. Zamir, look. Zamir, we're going to get you here, North Carolina, and we're going to put you in a spread offense. We're going to put you in the slot. We're going to put you in the slot, and we're not going to use you appropriately, and we're not going to run the ball 10, 15 times a game. We're going to get inside the 10. We're not going to run the ball there either, but I want you to come here, Zamir. So I'm smart, fast, physical. You like bubble screens? 
<laughs> However, everyone is suspecting. We're, we're reduced to Larry Fedora impressions and Trump jokes. Everyone, <laughs> everyone suspects him going to Georgia or Clemson, primarily Georgia. But if Larry Fedora can pull some magic, then you could shut up about Larry for a little while and his recruiting. Because if he pulled Zamir White, that would be his like you know. That would be the best thing that's happened to this program in a while, honestly. So, like, you know. Other than that, Mitch Trubisky guy. Well, no, I'm not saying, I'm saying in terms of a signing. Mitch Trubisky's great signing, and he was great, but what was he, a four star coming in? He wasn't like. Yeah, in terms of us actually landing a five star quarterback. He wasn't the number one quarterback in the country. Like, he was a great well, that's quarterback. That's why North Carolina got him, was because, uh, what's his name at Ohio State, blocked him from going to his dream school. Yeah. What's his name? You know, the guy. The guy, yeah. J- it starts with the J. JT Barrett. Yeah, the uh, yeah JT Barrett. There were like eight of them in two years. It's hard to keep track. Cardiel Jones, Braxton Miller. Yeah, that's true. However, what I'm saying is, again, if you're an optimist, he's the guy to look for. I think he's committing next month, and he's been he's visited UNC like four times this year or something, including the freak show. I think he came to the UNC Duke game. He's, I mean, yeah, he's just a couple hours away. So why wouldn't you come and have like you know probably free food and just hang out and meet people and get good conversation with the locals but you know he that that is an interesting guy to look at and he could he could just be like hey i want to be the star i want to be handed the ball 30 times a game and rush for like 2000 yards or something i'm just saying that could be appealing to him being the solo star on a team because we haven't had anyone like him in a long time for sure it would be fun. It would certainly be fun, and it's possible. I mean, hey, with him being in the state of North Carolina, I'm open to that possibility. You know, again, ultimately, I think he probably ends up at Clemson or Georgia. Georgia has a very good track record with running backs. So we'll see. We'll see what UNC is able to do with landing Zamir White. Now, that all the reason we're having all these recruiting discussions is because we are in the summer, and summer's great, but the problem is that we are – very close to entering, if we haven't already entered. I think with the NBA draft, once it's over, I think we may officially enter the sports dead period. Yeah, we could play some Don Henley if we could get, you know, royalty. If we could, get, if we could actually yeah, if we pay could royalties, pay yeah. So just pretend, just turn, turn on, take out, if you have another phone, play some Don Henley while we're talking. We don't have to pay for it. You get the whole experience. Yeah, that's exactly. It's it's You provide your own music. That's how we do things here on the Mendoza line because we don't have the budget to cover that. But how are you guys going to handle – so we're at the sports dead period. Well, not, yet, not quite yet. The all-star break the is, all-star the break official is the official, dead, official yeah. dead period. But we're approaching that, and for people, especially like Jonah – who aren't baseball fans, it's definitely a dead period. Oh, yeah. It's more than a dead period. It's completely desolate. I mean, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's some trade rumors. That's all I have to cling on to. Maybe, oh, I have to, like, talk crap about, you know, San Diego having their last practice in San Diego. That's all I can talk about. I can talk about Oakland not having a football team anymore. We talk about the sad things. People moving trades. It's pretty boring. Yeah, this is that's the one upside of the NFL being a year-long entertainment factory is you can like still read articles about your favorite team's training camps. That's kind of other than baseball, the biggest thing going on right now. There's gonna be content about it. It won't be interesting, no, it but won't it'll be, be something. I can watch the top 100 players on repeat like they do on the NFL Network. I'm kind of tired of those. Yeah, they got oh, boring fast. I was interested in the first And wildly wrong. Yeah. Just wildly wrong. Was it like the last one? The last, Peyton Manning's last year, he was like 25th. Yeah, it, they can't <laughs> decide if it's a one-year thing or a career thing. Yeah. It's it's bad. But anywho, yeah, for me, the dead zone is absolutely awful. I mean, even... I mean, I have a solution or at least a somewhat of a solution. Read a book? Yeah, that. I'm do you, that. Could, you could you could read I'm a book. To do that. You could read a book, but you know I don't want to strain us all too much. Watch Twin Peaks. Yeah. You guys, you have to. You just have to take a leap. Of faith. You know what show I am I'm currently binge. This is the closest thing I've ever to ever binge watching that I've done. Considering I'm now almost halfway through season three, and I started it the week before graduation. You guys will probably hate me for this. Uh, I'm watching The Flash. I don't even. I don't. I don't like superheroes. Oh my goodness, that's sad. Everyone, everyone gives me junk for this. Hey, no, no, I'm with you. I don't give a crap about superheroes. The the only superhero movie movie I've given a crap about is Dark Knight. Oh, I hate Batman more than all of the others. Well, The Dark Knight was actually. Wow, this hurts. I don't care about Batman. (laughs) This is this is really starting to hurt. I don't care about Batman as as the comic. The Dark Knight was a great movie. Wow. Oh, come, come on. on. That was a good movie. No, regardless. I watched like half of it and got bored. 
Oh, you're such a grouch. It's just I don't care about you're superheroes. Such a grouch. He's not a superhero, and that's a, it's a fun dark movie. It's interesting. He's a watchful protector. Which one? A silent was... guardian. Oh my god. That dark was actually Knight. good though. Heath Ledger's performance was one of the it yeah. practically oh, killed him. It's like the most overrated thing you in history. You haven't history. seen it. So yes, I you, have. You haven't seen it. It's like, the whole oh, movie. he died after, so it was really good. No, it was actually no, amazing. No, his performance was amazing. Whatever, Jack Nicholson was a better Joker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, don't, you wouldn't know. You haven't watched that one either. Yes, I have. I've seen it. I doubt it. I mean, look, you don't have to be on the superhero hype train. Like, I understand that the Marvel, again, the no. Marvel oppression of, like, all the Marvel movies coming out, I understand the people who don't want to be on the superhero again, bandwagon, but I'm on it. Again, I don't give a crap about any superhero, but I like The Dark Knight as a movie. It's a great movie. They did I, a great I don't job. understand why I've become so into the superhero stuff. Maybe I'm just a nerd, but I really Basic. enjoy Look at you. You, are, you look like you are. I mean, I have a face for radio, but I am the face of this podcast Ooh, still, even though look, I'm even look, though I'm leaving. You look like you're. You look like you read comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been told that. I actually don't read the comics. I'm not saying you do. You, you just look like, like you do. You look like a guy who reads comic oh, books. That doesn't sound like a nice thing to say. I'm not saying it's mean. I'm not saying it's nice. I'm it's just it's, it's just it's an observation. Okay. A strong observation. So for those of you who have never seen me, apparently I look like a guy who reads comic books. Whatever that means. Yeah, look him up and stalk him on Facebook. Make that decision for yeah, yourself. Yeah, find John Thomas on Facebook. <laughs> it's really easy. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, because there's not a million of those. I think there's 13,000 in the United States. I think I looked that up one Jeez. time. Wow. According to some sketchy website, there's 13,000 John Thomases <laughs> around the country. I wonder so, how many general losses there are. Like two? I don't know. Probably not a lot. There's probably a, some Nathan Lo- Bernstein's. Yeah, there's oh, a there's couple. There's a lot of Nathan Bernstein's, I'm sure. There's a couple. Not a crazy amount, but enough. Not a crazy amount, but I'm sure there's quite a few. Quite a few. Anywho, what were you talking about? Oh, you watched The Flash. I watched The Flash. <laughs> it's so... The show is so good. I okay. highly recommend it to anyone. It's... this For some reason, like, I don't get into shows. Like, I don't... Netflix binge watch shows. I just don't. Do I get it. stuck on. I the want same to. Ones. Like I've I've watched parts of House of Cards. I've watched parts of Prison Break. I've How do watched. You do that. What? How do you do that? How do you not finish it? I just don't get invested in the show. Oh. I stopped watching Walking Dead at season like three or four. For some reason, I just get. I mean, for me, it's like you with the movie. I just kind of like. All right, I don't want to spend my time That's doing fair. this. I'd rather and to be, be doing fair, something series else. Series will consume your entire life. Like a series, like how. Like two seasons of something at like twenty at twenty. That's 20 a lot of time. Episode. Like you, you know, I've spent my whole weekend watching one show. I mean, like I mean. That, that's a lot of time. Like I mean, if you've got especially the hour long Netflix episodes, the oh, Netflix yeah. originals, I House s- of Cards. Like, even though it's twelve episodes, that's a twelve hour season. So if I'm gonna watch three seasons of House of Cards, that's thirty six hours. That's, that's like a lot of time. I could watch movies. Kevin Spacey talk for twelve. I mean, hours, House of Cards is really I've good, and Kevin Spacey is amazing. But repeat. I've done that too. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I watched uh, Sherlock, uh, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, okay. with my brother, and those are like hour and a half episodes. But they're only like four seasons. Yeah, but you know that's a lot. I sat down. That's a movie. The first time I watched it, I didn't know how long it was, and I was expecting thirty minutes, and it was just a, literally a full length movie, and I was like. Okay, I didn't, need to, watch, guys, I didn't like, need to watch Sherlock. That's one start, I've been looking forward to watching. We started at midnight, and I was like, okay, we'll watch 30 minutes, go to bed. And no, no, we got up to like Yeah, I'm just not a, I'm not a binge watcher. I'm not, but for some reason, The Flash has got me sucked in. Like so, I said, I've watched upwards of 50 episodes so in ha- a month and a half. So, General Lawson, how are you going to handle the off-season? I'm going to watch a lot of Netflix. I'm going to watch The Flash. Apparently. Watch Twin Peaks instead. I'm not going to oh, watch Twin so Peaks. much better. I'm not gonna explain watch. Twin Peaks. I don't. I'm, okay, don't so know this. it's kind so, of impossible to explain. Okay, so but I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll do it really quick. Really no. quick. You asked. Fine. <laughs> Why did you ask? Okay, so this guy I'm David sorry. Lynch, he made uh, what's, what are name. the good? What are the movies he made? No uh, uh, Blue Velvet, uh, uh, Mulholland Drive. Drive. Yeah, Drive. like all the weird, creepy, dream, spooky movies. And in the early 90s, he wanted to make a murder mystery soap opera. And so that's kind of how it's... Sounds incredible. Well, no, it's like premised as this like, you know, average murder mystery soap opera. And then about halfway through, it just gets really weird. Like really, really weird. That's all I'm going to say. You just have to watch it. 
So okay, so if you want to get it. weird, watch yeah, if you want to get weird, if you want to get weird, watch. Tw- I mean, Nathan, you are from the Northwest. Yeah, Twin Peaks takes place in a little tiny town in <laughs> northern Washington. Oh, so why there, now the real reason <laughs> comes out why Nathan. I didn't want to start with that. that. Should have led with that because now it just defeats your whole argument. <laughs> now we understand why Nathan likes no, Twin Peaks. No, it's there good. Go. Other than that, though, there you go. See that? That's that's all. You we can need. go in North Bend to the filmed on the Snoqualmie River. I did get uh, driven by by a car today. I think that said "Keep Portland Weird." Dri- oh, I thought you were about to say. Had well, a drive the guy by. from <laughs> Portlandia, the mayor in Portlandia, Kyle McLaughlin, is the star of the show. See, no one watches Portlandia here either, oh, dude. Another show you're missing out on. I'm not. That one maybe a little bit, just because Fred Armisen's in it. But another. Speaking of Fred Armisen, I was introduced recently to Documentary Now. Oh, that's I don't great. Know if you're familiar with yeah, that? Yeah, that's great. Him and Bill Hader. Yeah, that's one of the first things Bill that it's it's basically parodies of documentaries, and it's really really entertaining. That's one of the first things Nathan and I have ever agreed on <laughs> in terms of watching or consuming television. Probably. I just, I just don't. That's, we just yeah, that's probably true. Like TVs and movies completely differently. Like as you've heard already on the show, I'm all about the superhero movies. Like I've watched probably two thirds of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, and now I didn't watch because I heard it was bad. I didn't watch Batman v Superman, or I didn't watch Suicide Squad because I wasn't. I heard they were bad, so I'm not going to watch them. But DC's killing it with the TV shows because Arrow is also really good on the CW. So if you are into that kind of stuff, highly recommend The Flash on the CW. I'm easily going to be through Season 3 before Season 4 kicks off in September. So I actually may be weekly watching a show on television for the first time in years. And that's it for our sports podcast. Hey, <laughs> sports is life. Life is sports. It all intermixes. In that's some right. Way. Nathan out here trying to tell us to stick to sports. Psh. Yeah, that's right. Stick to sports. No one cares about your opinion. So anyways, handling the dead period. You're watching The Flash. You're watching House of Cards. You're watching Twin finishing Peaks, Parks apparently. And Rec. Jonah's finishing Parks I gotta, and Rec. I got to finish playing through Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption again before 2018. Okay, Red Dead that's Redemption fair. Red 2 comes out. I'm excited. There's some good video games coming out. Yeah. So we're, let's not do this today. Elder, Elder Scrolls Six is coming out oh in God. the next like six years or so. It's going to be great. <laughs> Sometime in there, we're going to get another Skyrim. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, so handling the sports dead period, my actual solution, you guys won't like this, is to watch some golf. What? I you would watch, watch baseball for golf. You could watch some golf. I'd rather play golf, and I'm. It's not that it. I hate golf; I'm just not into it. Why would someone watch it? Yeah, one of my one of my favorite entertaining. One of my favorite no, radio I spent, hosts. I spent most of the weekend watching golf. How many white dudes in funky shorts do I have to see fist bump before I get get to turn off? Like, for funky pants at least. <laughs> I don't know. One of one of my favorite radio hosts, Mike Salk, who I listen to a lot, has said that he didn't like golf until he turned like 35. And that he was not into it at all, like me or Jonah. And then something clicked when he became an old man, and all of a sudden he loves it. So maybe yeah. that'll happen John's to me. John's been an old man for three years. Well, it's true. That's, I, am, yeah. I am an old man already. But I've been a golf man. I mean, I played golf in high school. Yeah, so you played it. So that's different. That's different. Like, I yeah, played I usually, and so I have this appreciation for what they're able to do because I can't possibly do it. Though, coming back from Pebble Beach, for some reason it made my home course seem easier. So I shot an 82, my career low, from Ooh. the Blue Tees at my home course. Was very happy with that. So, if you guys don't follow golf, that's fairly good. Mm, it's not okay. great, but okay. it's it's good for me. Yeah, well, the guy who tries to break ninety every time he's out, I did shoot an eighty-two. Yeah, so I'd, I'd rather you just go watch baseball. I broke a hundred bowling. Hey, it's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Well. Yeah. Oh yeah, this one deserves it. Yeah. Oh, he's taking too long. Okay. Yeah. Broke a hundred bowling. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that, yeah. but yes. Congratulations on breaking 100. <laughs> Bowling. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Headed no to knows. the grab bag. Uh, oh, yes and oh, no's. Uh, well, you want to start with Tweets of the Week? Sure. Go with Tweet of the Week. I need to pull them. Actually, no. Let's start with Oh, yes oh, and oh, no's. I don't have a pull up. Tweet of the Week. Because um, I also need to pull up something else. Do you have any oh, yeah. No. Want, all right. You want us to go? All right. My oh, yeah. It's just the NBA offseason. It's been amazing. Even if you don't care about the NBA season, NBA season itself, the offseason, this the last week or so has been incredible just to listen in. And I, I out of nowhere, D'Angelo Russell gets traded. Just it's a lot of fun. And I'm a guy who doesn't like the status quo in terms of teams. I like to see pieces shifting. I want to see Anthony Davis go to the Celtics. I don't care. Like I know that's not gonna happen, but I want to see people move. I like to see superstars move around. Unless it's like a LeBron James. I don't want him turning around and going anywhere. And I need but I did like Kevin Durant. I wanted him to go somewhere. You know, I just like to see shifts around. 
and it's been a lot of fun, and especially just the tantalizing what could happen this year. And then the oh no is the offseason itself. Again, the dead period is coming up after this draft. I'm going to have to learn to watch baseball or something. And then um, just stick to the Mariners because I know you say you're a Pirates fan, but you will like know like three players on their team. Okay, then why should I like the Mariners? Well, because of me. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm closer to the Braves. What? Well, uh, yeah, but they suck. And the Rangers. Well, that too, just a little bit. <laughs> not as bad as some other teams, but it's not great. There was, by the way, speaking of which, that reminds me, I was really confused at the Braves game. They did the chop, right? Right. And then they did the little, like, thing. I'm not going to do it because it sounds dumb, but it's the Florida State thing. Yeah, they do that. Do they? Who did it first, and why are they not mad at each uh, other? Florida State mostly. Yeah, like, did they steal that from Florida State? I don't know. It's 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 been, you didn't know that they did that? It's no, I mean, I knew they way. did the chop, the tomahawk chop. I didn't know they did it's the, stu- It's stupid either way. It's yeah. stupid either way. Hey, there's a new bite for an intro for next semester. <laughs> whoa, whoa. It's now you'll both just be making noises in the yeah. intro. And now, um, That'll just be the whole my show. My other oh no is Jimmy Butler. I, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm afraid he's going to go to the Cavs, and that would ruin the NBA for me because I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. And I, while I kind of want Jimmy Butler to get traded for his own good and to start a new rebuild, if he goes to the Cavs, it just kind of ruins everything. I so. know. Then there'd be too many good players on one team, and what would we no, do about not, that? I, I don't care. I, I don't care if Carmelo or Paul George go to the Cavs. I just don't okay. want my favorite okay, player. Yeah, that's fair. I don't want my favorite player in the NBA to go to my most okay, hated yeah. player. In the, and the only player that can seemingly shut down LeBron anymore is Jimmy Butler, and he's there. It's going to be on the Cavs now. It's going to suck. So no, that's why I, that's what I don't want. It's not that I hate LeBron that much. It's just I like okay. Jimmy Butler. Okay. I don't want him to go to my hate team. So anyway, I'll John. allow it. Oh yes, uh, oh yes for me. So a big oh yeah. To do you guys are you guys into Shark Week? No. Yeah, I am, and uh, uh, Mr. See, yeah, Sir. I'm, Sir <laughs> no, of I'm course actually Nathan's not. not into it. Like that's the. Least I watched it once, I, and that was good enough. How I'm, much shark content can there be? I'm not into Shark Week that much. I like the idea of Shark Week more than I actually watch it. I like the idea but of Shark I, Week. This, I, I don't what really you're watch going it. to mention is what I'm in love with. I'm going to watch it. This yeah, year. no, I'm really excited about this. So, in what has been dubbed Great Gold versus Great White, Michael Phelps on July 23rd to kick off Shark Week. Will be racing a great white shark That's in the awesome. same pool. Now, I'd see, this is what I'm fuzzy about. <laughs> I it would watch that. Is I'm not sure. <laughs> that, like, no one seems to know the parameters. Like, is the shark going to be chasing Phelps? Is Phelps, is Phelps swimming for his life here? Are they in the same pool? Like, are they in lanes? Like, like, is this a shark, death match? Does the shark have to dive I, into the pool? I feel like, like one of them will go first. It's gonna be lame like that. One of them's gonna go first, and yeah, gonna, we're gonna have like timing. I yeah. would love to see like side by side, yeah. like put one in one pool, one in another. Well, if they have two, is it pools gonna be? Is it gonna other? be? I heard yeah. someone else ask this. Is this gonna be in freshwater or saltwater? Well, they can have two pools: one for the shark Sa- and one for saltwater. Michael Phelps. Have them right next to each other, so a they can. Of, a lot of swimming pools are saltwater, though. A lot of them are, and great whites can't. Not swimming saltwater. They're not bull sharks. They can't swim in the brackish. Or That's the brackish. true. So I mean, so we'll see how this turns out. But however it turns out, it's I'm an very epic excited. Idea. It seems like a stupid idea. It's on threw up in a board. So meeting. it's also like, curious. Like, it. is the shark going to be swimming full speed? Does the shark know it's in a race? No. Like, is there? Are they going Why to put some, just some meat? At yeah. The end? Well, you could do it like you do with the greyhounds, where you have like a little rabbit go. They could put something that well, looks good they, to it at the they end. Go like sixty miles an hour in the water or something. Like, I well, think their top speed is like twenty five. Oh, I thought it was one. So nine. Phelps is like six. So I mean, if the no, shark goes full <laughs> like, speed, I was like, like I have a feeling this is going to be a huge letdown. It'd be like Usain Bolt chasing a cheetah or something. Like it'd be. It's a cool idea, but what? <laughs> like no. Like. No, it's not. That's the animal's faster. That's how it works. One of Jonah, them. you might have just sparked a marketing idea for someone somewhere. If only, yeah. Well, everyone knows right the humans. What was it? Humans a, are distance runners. That's what we. That's how we survived, right? That was how we evolved. Is because we can run really far and what just is, what tire is people Usain out. Bolt's uh, sponsor? Is he a Puma guy? He can Nike. race a Puma. There you go. Yeah, he signed with Puma and race a Puma. That that's his new. That's his his next the next chapter is him signing with Puma and then racing one. <laughs> the hardest road. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, another the next chapter. That's what we needed. All right, on to my other. Oh yeah, yeah, Joni, you shared this with me. A lot of people saw this. So I saw it first. we've mentioned Lonzo Ball and all the issues. So the Balls seemingly are trying. Or at least Lonzo is trying to get a few people to like him. What? Nothing. Just go ahead. Go okay, ahead, John. John was trying to mouth me something. Uh, but yes, the Ball family is trying to get people to like them. At least Lonzo is. 
Uh, so in this Foot Locker commercial, obviously, I'm sure you're aware of LeVar Ball and his influence that we will not. By the way, just give ourselves a pat on the back for not have even mentioned LeVar Ball for like two hours talking about the NBA. That just shows how quality of a podcast this is. We even talked about Lonzo's brothers and still didn't mention their dad. We talked about Lonzo extensively, all his brothers, and not Mr. Yeah, in the context of basketball playing without talking about LeVar. So this is our little treat at the end. We talk about LeVar for for like two minutes. We mentioned LeVar, and mainly only because Lonzo talks about him. It was the Foot Locker Father's Day commercial. If you haven't seen it, we're going to play it for you now so you can hear it. You obviously won't be able to see it, but you'll get the idea. With Father's Day and the draft so close together, Foot Locker asked us to reflect on everything dads do for us. On our journeys to the NBA. Dads are special. So many Jonathan memories. Isaac. All those games of one-on-one in the driveway where he let me win. Just, just never missing a game. Of course there's that big day when your dad berates your high school coach in front of an entire crowd for not getting you enough touches. Waking up early to drive to all those faraway tournaments. Or that special moment when your dad sits you down and tells you where you're going to college. Copyright your name to make it a part of a family lifestyle brand. Went on first take and shouted back and forth with Stephen A. Smith about how you're already better than the reigning league MVP. All those interviews from the stands during college games. The public spats with the all-time great soundbite after soundbite to the national media. And then tells 29 out of 30 teams to not bother drafting you. And fishing. We went fishing a lot. <laughs> Jason Tatum. <laughs> that might be my favorite part of that. Jason oh, Tatum at the end after all the Lonzo stuff about his dad and fishing. We went mm-hmm. fishing a lot. No, that's... <laughs> I appreciate that Lonzo has a sense of humor about it because I've wondered during all this stuff with his father, with LeVar, if oh, he has a sense think, of humor No, he's about in it. on it. This is... It's too easy. It's telegraphed. This is all LeVar. He's in on this. This is just his genius marketing campaign. LeVar Ball is the smartest marketing player agent I've ever seen. Like I said, though, like I said yesterday, you, you were hope, hope, hopefully he was going to Phoenix. That way he'd go to a small market. Lonzo decides the size of the market. Listen, I don't love <laughs> – I know everyone has an opinion about LeVar Ball, including me. I don't, I don't, I don't hate him. I don't care anymore. I think he's smarter than people give him credit for. I'm just it's, – it's the way I feel – so this is something else coming into the dead period. It's the way I feel about the Little League World Series. I have no problem <laughs> inherent. What? <laughs> you, you'll see what, what I mean The Little League World Series does not dominate headlines. No, Why? You'll see what I mean about this. It's pointless. It's no. also pointless. No, like, you'll see what I mean in just a minute here. Give me a second. I hate the coverage. The Literally World Series is just way too overcovered. I he- I hate the coverage of oh, the Oh, I like the Little League World Series. See, I don't. Well, I mean, I like it fine, but like the fact that we're covering regionals now is just way too freaking <laughs> much. Like the fact that that gets more ESPN airtime than like college baseball just sickens me. I understand why. I get it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. But no, it's it's my problem is the coverage of Lavar. And granted, I kind of think recently, though. I kind of think he's a scumbag, but no. I One mean, thing the I fact think... that he says he is interested in—I mean, I think he does care about his sons, but the fact that he is so backwards that he thinks that what he's doing is somehow good for them. I mean, it's gotten them deals. It's gotten the media coverage. Uh, actually, it hasn't it, hurt his stock. Actually, it lost him. Like every shoe deal. Yeah. What do you it mean? It got them deal. It lost He'll be them fine. Adidas, Nike, Under Armour. They all said no. And the fact that he's also trying to make a profit essentially off his sons feels weird to me. However, that's not my only thing with that. He it, he got him some deals, but he also stripped him of like the biggest deal. Is the shoe deals. That's what most NBA players make their money off of is their shoe deal. Like, but when we're selling $495 shoes and the $220 slides, when they're flying off the shelves... Boy, you guys they are going to regret pairs. it. They sold a few pairs. <laughs> but they're limited edition. You see, they're limited edition. No, those okay. aren't the limited edition. The 450 are available. The limited edition is the limited edition signed Lonzo's that are $1,000. I rescind our pat on the back. However. Talking about the shoe <laughs> prices. One thing I found interesting, though, is there were uh, one reporter was on ESPN, and she was talking about she covered... Lonzo Ball, and whenever she got to speak to him alone for an extended amount of time, so this is a completely different person when he's not around his dad, which is expected. 
but he's kind of like a quiet, and his dad kind of shouts out and does all this stuff when his dad's around. But he becomes like very vocal in his own person whenever he's. Yeah. By the way, why doesn't Larry circle? Fitzgerald's dad or some other sports dads get as much negative coverage as Levar Ball? He's a little more active about it. But go look. Just look up some of the stuff that Larry Fitzgerald. I think it's Larry Fitzgerald Senior. I think also some of the stuff he said is like way worse than anything stage, Levar does. The stage social media is bigger these days. Larry Fitzgerald. Like and again, the NBA draft, the top five picks. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It, the stage is bigger, and then he's a bigger personality. Larry Fitzgerald didn't, you know, he didn't. Is that? It's just a completely different scenario. Yeah, but while well, but while Levar is too. saying silly things on first take and talking about how he could beat Jordan, these other there are other situations where family members are speaking for players and saying like he's gonna you know turn down this contract, he's gonna request a trade, all that kind of stuff, which is much more detrimental to their career. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm hoping the best for Alonzo because I like him as as a player. I like his play style. I like what he can do on the court. And now with D'Angelo out, he will be running that. Yeah. Team. And by the way, final word. I really do want him on the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, and not even I just, hometown kid. Yeah. He deserves. Who doesn't to be want a hometown team? Like he he has always wanted to play for the Lakers. He's perfect for the Lakers. I want him to go there. It could. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I think to see him grow and become his own person in the league. Hopefully, and then Lavar can start yelling about Lamelo and stuff. It'll be fine. So, anywho, on to our tweets of the week. So there you get some uh, live <laughs> hallway chatter. Yeah, we got a lot. Something was funny. Something was funny in the hallway. Uh, never funny in here. Uh, Joel Embiid is back on Twitter. I don't know that he ever left, but I feel like we hadn't gotten a lot from Embiid during the season. Now that the offseason is here, we're getting a lot from Joel Embiid, including uh, before the Celtics-Sixers trade happened, a picture of Markel Fultz in a locker in the Sixers locker room with the caption, Trust the Process. Hours before the trade. uh, Including then a response to the Milwaukee Bucks official account saying uh, their owner with the quote, guys in Philly want to talk about the process. I'd rather talk about the results. Embiid responds, that's cute. Hashtag trust the process. Uh, I appreciate that uh, Embiid is so in on this, but he is back on Twitter. As we've mentioned before, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you need to fix this. Oh, man. is this? uh, He has a Real Madrid jersey with the back that says the process. Yeah, yeah, he's a massive Real Madrid uh, fan. That's amazing. always tweeting about him. Always. Tweets a lot about Real Madrid. And then also Kevin Durant is back on Twitter with a vengeance. So Durant is well known a few years ago for being on Twitter a lot and replying to people at random seemingly. I love it. He is like the pettiest dude ever. He's so petty. So, like, one of these exchanges is with this girl with her, clearly she's a Thunder fan, and she her handle is, like, Westbrook MVP or something, and they're <laughs> having this conversation, and Go then this bro. guy jumps in, um, and he says, you know, if there is one professional athlete to be cyberbullied on Twitter, it's you, you got billed in the Western Conference Finals last year, scrub, he's doing all these things, and then Durant just says to the guy, you can't guard me one-on-one, though. <laughs> like, just some <laughs> yep. random That's, guy. I, on the I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so buddy. Petty. Like I, but guess what? He probably can't. You know, I'm just saying. He probably can't. Probably but I'm can't. looking back. Like this is oh, he said on very... just June 18th. He gets one, two, three, four, five. Like I'm looking at at least 20 to 30. Like reply. No, but it's it's still going. Like it's yeah, great. 30 or 40 replies to people on Twitter. Just yeah, he got his Steve ring. Kirk, now he's gonna go Steve, tell off all the haters. Steve Kerr gave his phone back. <laughs> Yeah, really. He's got his phone. He's had his phone confiscated the entire year. Or this one. Someone tweeting out the, I'm sure you've seen it, the Players' Tribune article with Durant. This is my next chapter. And someone puts on the Penguins logo because the Penguins (laughs) have won two Stanley Cups. And he responds and just says, but I play basketball, though. And it's just someone random on Twitter. And I've hated, the only reason I hate that meme so much is they always do it to the team that's just won when it's the complete opposite. It's, he would be going to the team that just lost. The Preds. Yeah, he'd be going to the Predators. The Preds. That's what happened when he went to... P.K. Subban. He went to Warriors. Yeah, they were 73 win. All of the knowledge of the Predators. Yeah, they were a 73 win team. Yeah, they beat the Thunder. But they also okay, lost. Right. That's why I got it. That's why I hate that meme. Yeah, anyway, we, yeah. I love it. It's the right kind of Twitter responses, oh, though. It's, it's, it's here, Here's another good one. Someone said, ima- tweeted at him and said, imagine if all the basketball legends did what you did and joined the team that beat them in the playoffs. He said, so you're calling me a legend? Thank you. <laughs> To be fair, it's like he's so being petty. petty, but it's not like 
a spoiled brat, like yeah, annoying it's, Petty. It's just, it's honestly just funny. The fact that he takes the time to do it. Yeah, just, no, it's great. I enjoy super, it. And you know it's him. The way it's responsive, it's definitely him. That's what's great about it. Just seeing him, you know, it brings him down a notch in terms of just like that superstar crazy level. But then, you know, you just get tweeted at by Kevin Durant saying, I can beat you one-on-one. It's like, well, I think okay. he asked some Warriors fans the day after he signed with the with Golden State. He went on Reddit and went to the like San Francisco subreddit and said like, "What's a good sandwich place?" So he does do that kind of stuff pretty often. It's pretty funny. I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you want to know if you yeah, a new place? Good I'm place. not gonna trust Steph and Draymond. I'm gonna trust the fans. Yeah, I need someone who knows what they're eating. Yeah, exactly. Not Lots professional of professional athletes eat, apparently in San Francisco. You yeah, guys, you were there. Where did, did you see Kevin Durant at a sandwich place? No, did not see Kevin Durant at a sandwich place. You didn't place. tweet at him. You should have been like, yeah, hey, hey Kevin, you've been there a year. What's your favorite sandwich place? He would have hit you back and be like, let's meet for lunch. I should and have. we could have gotten him on the show. What's wrong with you, John? I'm sorry. You messed up the entire I missed time. A, I missed my Kelsey Plum opportunity, too. I forgot to mention, I was able to go in San Antonio to a, a Stars versus Storm game. We were right behind the San Antonio bench. And by the way, uh, Brianna Stewart is just on another level. She annihilated them. It was unreal. But Kelsey Plum was very close to me in proximity. Well, she well she be. I got pictures. Nathan was sending me Snapchats yeah. of Kelsey Plum with lots of hearts and emojis and yes. things. Yeah, he was very very excited. It was fun. She she had a bad game though. She's the, the she's San Antonio's really bad. Like she was the first pick for a reason. She's a rookie too. Yeah, no, she's a rookie. She's also, she's also banged up, but she's starting though. That's so good. We'll see. Give her a year. Give yeah. Kelsey a year before you start judging her. Don't, don't, judge, don't judge Kelsey. The plum drop. Leave don't Kelsey ju- alone. <laughs> leave her alone. Yeah, leave Kelsey alone. <laughs> leave her alone. This has been maybe the best podcast I've ever ever recorded, heard, anything. Just It's the greatest one that's ever graced the air. Speaking of pats on the back, there we yeah, go. Really, I mean, yeah, really. Jeez. Self-serving. Incredible. I'm just No, I'm saying just this individual podcast, part one, part two combined, it's the greatest. It's the greatest that's ever come out. Well, let's end at that. No, we got to make it to another hour. Yeah, we got another five <laughs> minutes. Four, four minutes. We got another four minutes. We got to make these exactly no, an hour. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to do that. To yes, the we do. We're, we're put to all three people. <laughs> Nathan, John, where where are you going to end up? Are you going to be close to close to here? Are you going to be able to come back as a guest? That's what we're paying and asking. Well, I mean, hey, we got a phone hookup over here, so I can but always come back to on use. the phone. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> It's not that annoying at all. Gosh, Nathan, well, Nathan finds a way to negative, <laughs> uh, negativize was, everything. That, negativize. <laughs> uh, to be, it worked perfectly when we had Brant on. Yeah, it worked perfectly. That was, like, that was great. That's true. It was awesome. And he was on the road. Like, that was, and it he worked. was driving through Texas. Yeah, like, and it worked. I don't plan to be driving through Texas whenever yeah, I'm working. Right. So the hope is to be somewhere in the state. I've applied a few places in the state or no further away than Atlanta-ish. Oh, so, so yeah, Voice of the Braves, like I said. Hotlanta. Yes, Voice of the Braves. I was making sure. I, was, but, I, thought, uh, I thought that's what you were doing. Yes, so we'll see. I'm still applying for jobs. The Hearst Awards kind of, I don't know, they didn't throw a wrench in that, but it was just something I had to work on the story the week ahead of time, and I was in San Francisco for, so like for two, two and a half weeks. I was essentially anything. not doing anything job-related, and also like the week after graduation, I had no interest in doing anything job related because I resume, just graduated. Bro. Oh, I did put it on my resume. <laughs> it's it's on the resume. The fifth placed fifth place national finalist in the Hearst Radio Awards is definitely on the resume. It was a fun week. It was yeah, a lot of fun uh, being out in San Fran. Uh, lots of fun. Speak. We have to get all we have to get all the connection team back together here soon because I was talking to Jessica Coates, Aaron Wygant. I mean, they weren't the core of the team, but they were still part of the team. And uh, just O'Connor, not Nathan. Um, I'm going to be the senior producer in the fall. Yeah, are you really? Well, I mean, I'm going to be the most senior, and I will be a producer. So I'm going to call myself the senior producer. A senior producer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's well other than the seniors in your class, John, who all graduated. I don't know. I don't know what the state of connection. The rest of the juniors. I mean, Jonah, if you'll be there, I've been there. You know, a year longer than you. I think all the other ones will be back. That doesn't mean. Yeah, I'm assuming we'll have some. I don't know who's producing. I'm the veteran. I haven't heard. I'm not producing at the moment. That's a bad thing. Yeah. I should not be the most experienced (laughs) Carolina connection. The most producer. Also, I'm handing this off to you guys. The most experienced Carolina connection person is. Isn't even a journalism major. Oh, that's a yeah. <laughs> that's pretty rough. That's a good way to put it. Oh, Adam, we love you. We promise we don't mean to. Oh well. 
Oh, well, but yeah. We're Actually, gonna ha- I think in the spirit of Carolina Connection, I think I know how we can end this episode of the podcast. Is their music royalty free? Which music? The Carolina Connection music. Uh, I think we, I don't know. That's a good question. I think we pay some sort of royalties, which is why we were able to play this. But we're going to do it on this because I don't care. Oh, no. Is this illegal? John's never done anything illegal in his life. Look at him. It's fine. It's fine. But no, in the spirit of Carolina Connection, in that one episode where we played this song. Oh, no, they're very litigious. (laughs) Don't play it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we don't want want old Lucas to come over here. Yeah, Disney, Disney... Fine. Af- Disney will go after you. Yeah, It's just on repeat for like an hour. Yeah. That's all it is. The Cantina Band. Yeah. Again, pull up your phone, pull up your laptop, play pull it with up, us. Play the Star Wars Cantina Band music. <laughs> you'll get the full effect. Oh, John Williams himself organized that a gorgeous sound. Oh, the Bith <laughs> Band themselves. What what are they? The Miraculous Jizz Whalers or something like that. What are they called? <laughs> something weird like that. Something, something weird. fantastic. Like that wasn't that. quite when Lucas had gotten into all his weird universes and Jar Jar Binks state, but it was it was weird. All right, twenty seconds. Five, how do you want? How do you want? How do you want to finish oh. this? I'm gonna go make a pork chop. I'm. I might go. I might. I made fried chicken last night. I might just throw some hot sauce on that. I know. I know. I'm going to Smoothie King. No, you're coming to my place, and we're gonna play some two K. I am gonna do that, but I'm going to Smoothie King first. On that note. Three, two, one, bye! Bye.